All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer. Sam spinning the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. All right, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters, and he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call and give you a free quote, 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right, so let's get into it. Um, the big news today, of course, was Nick Saban's comments that he made about Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher and recruiting. Um, you know, let me just say this. I mean, first of all, because we'll, we'll get some of the clip. We'll get some audio if we can get it here soon. But let me just set this up why I think that this, there's a lot more into this in regards to Nick Saban. And Alabama at this point, now that I've been able to hear somewhat of what the audio, kind of what they were, what he was saying. Um, first of all, let's talk about the kid from Jackson State. What was his name, Jonas? The the highly recruited uh, kid from Jackson State that Dion got. I'll grab it. Okay. Um, you know, Jack, Dion Sanders, which I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's responded yet. You know, I know he did on Twitter. Uh, but I, I don't know if he actually responded yet. He's supposed to make a video going in detail. But Jackson State was dragged into this uh, because Saban claimed, he's like, well, I heard, you know, there was a million dollars given to. This is Travis Hunter, by the way. Travis Hunter, there you go. Travis Hunter, highly recruited player, okay? Uh, probably the number one overall recruited player in the country, and he chose HBCU with Deion Sanders. And there were some reports out there. There was rumors out there that he had gotten a million-dollar NIL deal and blah, blah, blah. Well, first off, when this first went down, I remember Nick Saban pretty much congratulated Dion, saying, hey, I enjoy working with Dion. You know, we do commercials together. I love shooting those. I got a lot of respect for him. And, you know, he got a good player. He goes, he's a, he got a, you know, five-star, one of the biggest recruits in the nation. It definitely could help the program. He goes, I don't know, you know, there's some things out there that said on, you know, did he get it? I don't know. But regardless, I've got respect for Dion, and hopefully they can make the program. Just paraphrasing to what he said when initially he announced that he was going to, you know, Jackson State. Then fast forward, I guess, to last night or whenever this speech or when he's talking and he brings up the whole NIL and he brings up, you know, the fact of A&M. He brings up this kid, Hunter, and says, hey, you know, he goes, let you know, you know, kid from Jack State, number one recruit, got a million dollars. Well, look, first off, I've got you know, I've got a lot of respect for Nick, but I I don't like that. I don't I don't I'm he's in the wrong on that because first of all, you know, early on when you were asked months ago, you know, this has been months now since he committed to Jackson State. You know, you even said at that point that you know you had heard some things, but you don't have the details. But that's what I heard. But you you kind of brushed through that to make sure it was more credit to give to Deion Sanders. And the reason why I have a problem with it is because, again, you know, Dion's response was, I saw on Twitter, you know, paraphrase like, hey, you know, there's, um, you know, there's there's a problem, you know, paying kids. He goes, no, you know, there's sometimes that some kids want to go to programs and play for us, our people, use our people, meaning African-American kids. 
What do you have his you have his tweet? What did, what exactly what is his words? He said, You best believe I will address that lie in all caps, Coach Saban, in all caps, told tomorrow. So he's going to address that today then. Um, I, I was and awakened by my son, um, Shador Sanders, that sent me the article stating that, all caps, we paid uh, Travis Hunter Jr. a million to play at uh, Jackson State. We, as a all caps people, don't have to pay our all caps people to play with our all caps people um the 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 yeah so there you go the reason why i have a problem with that with nick saban you know putting it out there you know loosely about this kid hunter is because this is a problem what sometimes happens to people in our community people that look like me um especially in the business world especially in stuff sometimes that we get diminished because of our accomplishments and there's always something looked at like well that wasn't done on the up and up or uh well they only did that because that no Dion got the number one overall recruit in the country to go to hbcu at the end of the day that is Dion sanders okay there, there there's a lot of kids that are playing college at the age right now where we're at in 2022 that Fathers, them have grown up and known about Deion Sanders more than they have Nick Saban in their household. That's Deion Sanders is probably the best or if not one of the best cornerbacks ever to play the game. That is prime time. That is a guy that's been flashy. That is a guy that was probably before his time with all this flash and, you know, playing with the chains on and all. Deion started all that. Trust me, I grew up on Deion. That when you have those type of accomplishments and you're that type of figure of Dion, and it ain't like he's been out of the public eye and all of a sudden he just came back to coach an all black college. He's been around. He's been. He's worked for the NFL Network. He's been around. He's worked combines. He's been on. He's been on the scene. So when you have all those accomplishments, that's not a big shocker to basically flip a kid like that to go because at the end of the day, Dion. You don't think Dion's got connections in the National Football League still? you still going to be able to get to Sundays if you can perform and you go to Jackson State. So I really have a problem with Nick Saban throwing him in this, and I'm not going to have any problem with Dion's response to Nick on that because, again, I've been through that. That hits home with me. So, and again, look, I've said this forever. As I've been trolling people, I don't even like the word troll because I really don't troll people. I just I just tell you that I'm just a guy that naturally my personality and how I talk and how I sound trolls people. I don't even try it. It's just who I am. But while I've been on these airways, pom-pommed out with Alabama and the Nick Saban and the GOAT and all that, I've always said that when he gets done, when he's finally done, don't be surprised if there's people waiting in the wings to come out and say, well, yeah, you know how they did it, though. You know this and this and this and whatever. Now, it looks like this is speeding up because now he's hit a, a, a nerve with Jimbo Fisher. After hearing the audio and listening to him, this is really what it has. To, first of all, Nick has contradicted himself on this NIL thing since day one. He likes it. Keep in mind, his player got almost a million dollars before he ever stepped foot on a, a played one regular season game. Probably going to be one of the first, if not the first or second quarterback taken in the next year's draft. Speaking of young, but he said, oh, well, I get it. I like it. It's good. But, you know, it's going to be up to the university to control it and the coach said, but it's a good thing and this and that. He said it last night. And then five or seven, eight minutes later, 
he kind of tears down the whole ideal. So he's really straddled the fence on this. What Nick is really having a problem with and really what it is, and this is kind of what I can see to to a certain extent, is he didn't build his program this way. And it is hard to stay on top and be as consistent as they have been. It's really, it's never really going to happen again. I mean, this is, I mean, it's really taken back to the 80s and the 70s when you had the Notre Dames, the Penn States, uh, you know, the Miamis, the, the, the universities that were just dominant. It, 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 Nick has really been that guy in that program in Alabama to take it back to where you feel like, dude, it's, it's Alabama fatigue. But the truth of the matter is, where he has a problem with, it ain't really so much of Jimbo Fisher because these guys are these guys are they work together. Jimbo's been to the lake house. Jim, they've been fishing together. They play pickup basketball games together. What this is really about is that what Nick looks on the horizon is like. You know what? We had the number two overall recruiting class, and. We finished number two to a team that finished number one that I've got reports. And, and I think Nick's got people running and telling him this. They know who's why they lost the kid to so-and-so. And I think Nick is getting up there and saying, hey, you know what? The way what really bothered him is like, you know what? How am I going to continue to stay? If I don't want to partake in this, how am I going to stay on top? And how is Alabama going to continue to dominate if they've changed the plans and the rules to help these other teams now with this whole money. And I told y'all once that I was down for it, but I told y'all that this was going to really change the landscape because you're going to have businessmen that are playing real life fantasy sports with 18 and 19 year olds that got big money that they're alumni. So my whole thing is, is what Nick is really frustrated about is because he sees what's on the horizon in regards to how much harder it's going to be to achieve that. Now, the one thing I will tell Nick it's happened to a lot of other greats in other sports, okay? Tyre Woods, the guy we talk about, dominated Augusta. What did golf courses in Augusta do? Try to make it longer. We're not going to let him be, beat everybody by 13, 15 strokes again. Golf courses have steadied equipment, got better. Why? Because this guy, so people could close the gap because they thought he wasn't human. This, is, this ain't the reason why NIL was adopted to try to catch Alabama. But this is the trickle down effects of what he's really fearful of and what could, unless he changes with the times. I mean, it ain't a money thing in Alabama. They've got donors or what that ain't nothing. They, they, they still kick everybody's ass if it came down, if that's the game they got to play. Now, is he telling the truth saying that they don't, not one recruiter, not one player was really bought or swindled with the NIL? I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and say 100% that he's right on that, but that's what he's claiming. Jimbo, on the other hand, Look, whatever Jimbo's going to say, and I heard Joe, I'm done. First of all, it adds a little spice to the game. And if I'm not mistaken, and this is also comments coming off of a year, they lost to A&M last year. First time since Johnny Menzel, Mr. Johnny Football, pulled a Houdini out in Tuscaloosa. That's the first time they didn't beat A&M. They've been closing. So that has a little bit to do with adds to the rivalry. But, you know, Nick, he what he's built and the way he does things he sees it threatening by what this rule is allowing to take place. But I'm totally not down with him bringing Dion and Jackson State into this because it's diminishing what Dion did. And like the kid Hunter tweeted, I was like, yeah, I got a million dollars, but my mom's still staying in a a, a single-bedroom house. Three-bedroom like, house with five kids. Yeah. So that's my take on it. What you, what you got, Jonas? 
just that, I mean, when he was addressing the room at this World Games, you know, roundtable, um, he was talking about how how they take the money that comes in from their boosters and such, you know, bit local businesses put it in a collective um, for the players, and then he he encourages the players to get representation, get agents, and get your own NILs in addition to. And he, he, he addressed the crowd. He said, it's a lot of you guys that are out here, you know, paying for my guys to show up at your business, represent your business, stuff like that off the field. But it's going to cross, it's crossing over. And he mentions the Miami situation. He mentions transfer, transfers out. He's looking at, again, the, the A&M program. And he says, and then when, when, when the guy that, that's representing your business doesn't play on Saturday and he's not seeing the field, you're gonna you're gonna stop sending that money to the program then, he said because it's a bad I because I have to make the performance decision on the field. I now have impacted your investment, and so so you're gonna feel like you have to pull the money away from the program, and that's not what this is supposed to be about. Well, Nick, look, man, I I, I love me some Nick Saban. But that that to me that that's that that's a better spin doctor job than you do most of the time Monday through Friday here. Okay, first of all, Nick has there's one thing that's why I didn't want to talk about the transfer portal because for one, Nick has been in for that. Nick, good, go go ask a Louisville coach. Louisville, we just talked about three four weeks ago, a month ago. Louisville coach thinks they just stole a guy right after they got their ass kicked by Alabama that decided to transfer over their receiver. Nick has benefited from the portal call too. Nick is also creative. He's like Bill Belichick. That's why they come from that tree. He, I mean, he's the one that almost pretty much learned how to manipulate the whole red shirt situation before everybody figured that out. Nick has always been ahead of the curb of college football. And the problem is he feels like he's and he is the spokesman. And every time the only difference this is it can't usually waste the SEC media day to drop bombshells like this to start firing shots. So I really can't wait to SEC media day because this situation between Jimbo and, and, and Nick, especially if Jim is like, I ain't taking no calls, ain't going nowhere. Now, I will tell you this. Texas Aggie land, agriculture, the university that plays with pigs or whatever the hell y'all do in A&M. Let me tell you something, man. First of all, y'all asked one to come over here to the SEC and y'all paid Jimbo. If you think Jimbo fit, this is the same guy who won a national title with Florida State. This is the same guy that they pretty much put Bobby Bowden in a nursing home for so he could take over at Florida State so he wouldn't leave. This is the same guy that threw the university, their donors, and AD under the bus about their facilities at Florida State even before he agreed and before he even bought his first pair of cowboy boots that he got off the private plane with when he landed in Texas. They got a boatload of money to leave to go to Texas A&M. If you think Jimbo is really like 100% like Oh no, I don't I don't do that. And first of all, I don't even know if it's cheating yet. It's kind of like the steroid thing. There's they 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 rushed this NIL thing out. Cause like Nick said, they the NCAA kept getting sued where they wouldn't let kids transfer. So they like, hey man, what are we gonna do? Then the NIL there's been so much pressure. So really the thing is this is not this is why we talked about it a few weeks ago. They're trying to go ahead and rein the horse back into the barn and figure out how they're gonna change some of these rules because it's a wild, wild west. So really whatever Jimbo did. Whether he's got boosters, whether they got a system of what's going on, whether they call some of them old cats at Epsom, you like, hey man, how'd y'all do it back in the 80s? What a government, how did that work? Regardless of what they're doing, it's kind of, it ain't even no rules. So really, is they really breaking the rules? 
It's the obvious that's what was going to happen when you could do deals with certain kids, but whether they before they show up on high school, I mean on college campus or not, that's what was going to happen. Like I said, Nick's rant last night was more about him seeing the future, knowing that you know what he had to do to even get the number two recruiting class this year. Let alone if he doesn't change his ways, if he doesn't play by this game. Then who knows on how many top recruiting classes Alabama is going to go? And I will tell you this too. People always wondered when this guy was going to have enough of enough. When he was going to slow down. When he's going to get tired of winning. He's got already t- titles. Why is he going to look at to get another one? This right here is one of those things that you start circling around. If it's one of these situations to where you know what the game is changing too much for me, I want out. If he don't want to play by the rules, this is the thing that I believe that eventually could get Nick out of the game if he really just don't want to play by the rules and say, I ain't got nothing. He's made more money than he knows what to do with. Okay? He's made more money than know what to do with. It's just like, hey, man, I'm out. Because it's either you're going to go with the times or either you're just going to say, like, I'm not going to compete like this because I'm, I'm not down with it, whether if it's a moral standpoint or not. October 8th in Tuscaloosa. Settle it on the field. Oh, man, look, man, the team at Ohio State and Alabama is probably bringing back. That don't mean rough or nothing. Don't worry about that. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Sands Pin the One and Twos broadcasting here from the Hate the Sky Online studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, before we go on, you know, I uh, want to give a shout out to my father who gave life to me. Today's his birthday. Hey. Uh, Big George. Call him Big George. I mean, well, he turned 78 today. I was like, damn. I was like, how old are you sent me? Like 78. I was like, man, I don't know if my general, I ain't leaving and living to be that long. Take your better yourself. 
Stop being stressed out. Take care of you. My dad's in better shape than I am at 78. So happy birthday to Pops at 78. Never get that one. He said never mentioned he the same day as Malcolm X. Birthday. Fitting. Nice. If you looked at some of my dad's posts over the years, you understand. No wonder you share the same birthday as <laughs> Malcolm X. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, we'll see how that whole fiasco plays out. But watch yourself, Jimbo. Okay? Because, first of all, let's be real. And I'm pretty sure once Jimbo, okay, Jimbo, some people think they're God. You know? That's what Jimbo said. First of all, Jimbo, the man you speak of, the guy that used to be on the sidelines with, you make the money you do because of him. And all these coaches do. They can line up, and they're probably going to be some, since Jimbo came out, there's going to be some other ones that crawl on the rock to take their shot at state. You know what, man? He does think he's God. Yeah, well, this is the same guy. Look, all you guys got boats, got multiple properties because of Nick Saban and Jimmy Sexton, his agent. So relax when you throw stones at the at, at the king's chair. I don't agree with everything Nick said. I do not agree with him on the Jackson uh, State situation with Dion. I'm fully with Dion because Dion's coming out blazing. Trust me, Dion's about to come out swinging. And I won't have any problem with Dion said because I think he should defend himself in this. I think that was wrong. Okay, and, but. For Jimbo to get on his high horse, because the only time sometimes you get mad at that because somebody didn't told the truth on you. I mean, if that's what it is, just say what it is. But he's playing by whatever rules they haven't really set yet. But just remember that, man. You know? The fact that it's taking Dion some, some time. Jimbo rushed to a mic. Dion, I'm, I, I can't wait till that one breaks. Yeah, I think, well, Jimbo had to rush to Mike because that was, he was named. That was shots fired. There was no, I mean, you know, Dion got in passing, you know, brought up or whatever. And and really that's why I think it was just wrong for Nick and really kind of de- diminished what Dion. and there's some truth to that. Like some of these kids would prefer to play with somebody that looks like them, especially some of this younger generation, you know. I mean, Nick is no spring chicken. He's been around. There's a lot of these kids don't really know about the, don't, they, like I said, they know more about Dion than they do that. But relax, Jimbo, because you took the money and ran, okay? You damn near went almost to Brian Kelly, uh, changed you get a Texas accent. I mean, Brian Kelly would have swore that he from Louisiana changed his Cajun accent because they gave his ass $100 million. okay? You got one national championship, Jimbo, and you, and you got one quarterback that you coached that got drafted Number one overall, one. And had some crab legs, too. So relax. All you guys are eating better. because And, and I'm pretty sure, I think I remember, I always get her name, but Terry. I think that's Nick's wife. Terry didn't probably cook for you at the house, Jimbo. Okay? As far as I'm concerned, you might as well just cook there and took the shot. What, you think the sanctions was going to come? You thought, did you forget what time they were in? You might as well just sit there and took it across the chin, man. But I get it. You want to protect the kid. You want to do all that. But just relax before you. Oh, some people think you're God. Some people to stop it, man. Stop it. Just because you the first coach of his of his his assistants 
that got the W on him. Relax. But I do think Nick is Nick is more worried about the future in regards to how he operates. And is is this what he has to do to stay on top or to stay on uh, you know to stay irrelevant? This is this is what's going when he's talking last night. This is what's going on. This is really what's um, making his butt itch. All right, and that will be the thing I think that will get him out of the game knowing that how the game's changing and this and that and this is just something I'm not I'm not down for. And I've always told y'all forever I've never tried to get on these errors and think that every single recruit that Nick Saban has ever recruited has not been swayed one way or the other. Now when you start winning multiple titles and you start having a lot of guys shake Roger Goodell's hand, it recruits yourself. It sells yourself. Okay? Lincoln Riley, who came out of Norman, is picking up kids and recruits in a Rolls Royce. He's out in California driving around recruits in Rolls Royces. But this is the guy that really, it shouldn't be a quarterback in the nation that Lincoln Riley can't really recruit and nail if he wants to. After sending Baker and after sending Kyler Murray, even though he Baker, what I mean, both these guys might, you know, is, is leaning on Jesus, especially Baker's unemployed right now. Baker and Baker and made his mandatory two calls a week to an unemployment office and he still ain't got no job. He ain't got no calls back. He's like, damn, man, I didn't fill in six applications. But at the end of the day, man, Lincoln Raleigh, you put those. Nick has put plethoras of guys across the stage you at that point you really it recruits itself but early on do i know for a fact that all it could know just but i don't care how much i respect him or how much i root for him in alabama don't mean i'm gonna be naive to it but i'm just saying before you try to before you come back with a diss track jimbo before you go in that studio and lay it down on wax before you push sand before you get out there just just uh just remember who paid the way for you, man. Just remember that. Remember. What's up? That was one of my favorite points that Saban made at the in, in the session as well. Was he made sure to, to mention how successful the fact that he doesn't have to pay pay for a roster now because of how successful his players go on to be. Mentioning okay. that Alabama, he his programs have have earned players. Around one point three billion dollars in the NFL. Yeah, he he just hit you with numbers. That's all it is. That's that's what I didn't hear that part. But that's I mean that's I followed the program long enough from day one that he got there. Took over for Shula. Okay, that does. I mean, I was there day one he got there, and 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 watched him grow it to then, and I respected that. And and to me, you know, it is good that he lays that out there because they have. He's he's changed a lot of kids' family. But I'm not down with the comments with Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Because whether Nick meant that or not, that's the problem that sometimes people from my community and people that look like me have a problem in, in just everyday life. Trying to diminish what your accomplishments are or what you've done. And they'll try to go out and duplicate it and do it, but they don't want to sit there and tell you, like, hey, man, honestly, man, we got this from watching you. I learned from watching you, Dad. See, they don't really want to date that. And, and sometimes it diminishes like, well, hell, you know, 
he got a million dollars, I guess, to go to HBCU. How else would he go from choose HBU to Alabama? If he ain't playing in the band, he's not a band member, right? He's not in the Battle of the Bands. Is that the only reason why they go there to Grambling? All? Didn't say Nick went all there, but that's sometimes they can go. So I'm not down with that on Dion. Not down with that, man. That was kind of just sometimes that even Nick Saban has spoke in front of a lot of people over the years. Sometimes you get in front of that mic and you get up there and you know you and sometimes you just say stuff that come out left field that way. So I'll be eager to hear what Dion's response is. But anyway, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Mike? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Nick Saban, man. Uh, here, here's what. Here's the deal, man. This guy here, you know, it, it, they, when they got beat by uh, A&M last year, that that put a shock in Nick Saban. They wasn't expecting that loss. And Nick, Nick Saban knows that uh, that you win games with players. And, and he got out-recruited by A&M, and he knows he has to play them. If he couldn't beat them last year, it's going to be hard to beat them this year. And but, but I do have a problem with him saying that. I can understand Nick Saban saying maybe Jimbo bought maybe two or three players, but he said he bought his whole recruiting class. You can't say something like that unless Nick Saban has proof that the man bought every player that got recruited on this team this year. Uh, from last year, recruit he she shouldn't be making those kind of statements. And I'm pretty sure that Nick Saban he he may not have bought all his people that came into his school this year, but I guarantee you some of them got some money too. He's not he's trying to play Mister Innocent. Uh, Nick Saban if he if he's going to play that white sheep, he better make sure that he doesn't have some dark you know skeletons in his closet. And I know Nick Saban has skeletons in his closet. But see what's going to happen to Nick Saban, my man is. It's the same thing happened at Georgia. I'm surprised he didn't call Georgia out, you know, because Georgia's the one that took the championship away from him. I'm surprised he didn't say Georgia's both they players too. So uh, it's just a matter of time before he starts accusing them of that because he Nick Saban realizes the writing is on the wall that Georgia and Texas A&M have his number, and it's going to be harder and harder for him to win a national championship. That's why he's making these kind of. Uh, uh, statements without having proof. As far as Jackson State goes, uh, Jackson State's not going to win a national championship. That guy that signed with Jackson State made a mistake as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he may still make it to the NFL, but he yeah, he got his million dollars, but I promise you he ain't going to get a national championship ring, and I thank you for taking my call today. All right. Um, and, now, you know, every time that I hear from Mike now, I'm going to think about that tweet that I saw yesterday. Cause that is hilarious, man. That I mean, for snowfall, Jerome, man, that they, 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 they <laughs> hold man, on for a minute. His mannerisms, and even there, people who watch snowfall, that, that's hilarious. But anyway, well, first of all, Mike, yeah, hold on one minute. Let me tell you something. I've been hearing for the last ten, I would say probably the last eight years, eight years. I'll go eight years, seven. I've been hearing the last seven and eight years how the number was up on Alabama and how the dynasty was over. And it's going to be hard for Nick Saban to win. Oh, it's an offensive. The, the college is going the offensive way. <clears throat> college is going more offense. It's up-tempo. Nick's defense is outdated. You know, he can't keep up with the tempo. He ain't going to be able to win. Back-to-backs mixed, in, mixed into that. One out of every three, one out of two years winning. Uh, it, it, there is nothing. And first of all, Kirby Smart, you know, the difference between Jimbo and Kirby, Kirby was there for like damn near 15 years with Nick or maybe even more. He was in the lab. 
Nick's got a lot of respect to what George has done he, he, and the way they've built it. Okay. There's, it's, it's one of those things that there, Georgia, you know, Texas A&M, it, like the, it's been out of the barn, man. They, I mean, have, they, have there been a closed gap to Alabama and other school divisions? Yes, I've said that last season. The gap is closed, and a gap is closed on a, long, uh, a lot of teams up there because kids can get to the league in different ways now. But to sit there and think as long as he has good health and as long as he can walk the sideline, that all of a sudden that it's always oh, well, going to write on the wall. I disagree with that. It's going to get tougher, but I disagree. You think kids automatically going to stop going to Alabama? You know, and, and I don't think the kid from Jacksonville State made that. That's all about getting the next job. He's going to give. He's good and he's not a, a brick bust. He's going to get to the next level. Keep it going. We got time for one more. Does that, right, let's, go, let's go to Zach's phone call. Zach, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Zach? Man, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? All right, man. What's up? Man, waiting on October 6th. You know that Peyton Manning bowl? I don't know if you are. Uh, I don't know if you want to wait on that. I don't know if you want some of that. We waiting. Okay. All right. We got, Sounds hey, we good. With the old quarterback taking it all the way. Come on, man. Sounds good, hey, man. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, I, uh, I'm going get, to get this real quick point out the way. I think uh, the Mavericks are going to beat the Golden State Warriors, but it's a matter of catching Golden State on those two off days, whenever they have the t- two travel days. I think uh, game two, the Mavs going to take it. Anytime Golden State has one day in between their games, they, they come out looking heavy. Their bodies look heavy. Those, old, those wild events, they don't look the same. And whenever they only have one day in between their games. It's those two days in between the games where you're going to have to try to find a way to get them when they get that rest. Anyways, to Nick Saban. Boy, look, he sound like Keith Sweat with all that begging. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why he mad. I'm going to tell you why he mad. Because the talent-rich states have a lot of money to put up the gates on those states. Bama is built on them Texas kids, the Florida kids, the Cali kids. Well, guess what? Miami got money, you know, USC got money, A&M got money, the Longhorns got money, and guess what? They're not going to just let their kids walk out the state no more. And Nick knows that. You know, the difference between what Nick has done in the past and now is you're not two and three deep with NFL talent. You're not going to be that way no more. Because if a kid knows he's NFL bail, why do he got to wait two or three years to join to to be a starter in Alabama when he can go somewhere and make money and hit the field right now? And All right, Zach. Good for you. Well, we're good phone call. We're up against there. There's some there's some truth a little bit to you looking in the crystal ball that I can see some of that. I mean, in regards to that, that he's looking at that. But um, we'll we'll get more into it because I'm pretty sure once Dion responds, we'll we'll have more of these conversations. But that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sandspin, the one or two, San Antonio, Austin, Del. Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for it, the snooze button, and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.